You're running. I'm rolling. You're rolling and running. I'm rolling and running. Episode 12, Glim. Episode 12, which Zwolf. in German... Zwolf. Zwolf. Which is good because I don't know if it's the same for you, but I started learning German when I was about 12. So for me, I'm always... If I went to Germany, I would always be 12 years old. Ich bin zwölf Jahre alt. Yes. I, what's, what was it in French? Because I started doing French first. Uh, so Doos? Is it Doos? Uns du says cat... We're not going to be big in France, are we? No. So yeah, episode 12, 12. Well, Most Comedy Podcast. Tonight we have interviews with Hattie Hayridge and Jay Foreman, which is very, very exciting. Very. Um, what's also exciting is Glenn's got some new headphones, haven't you? I've got new headphones. Yeah. They're a very popular brand. I won't say it because I don't know if we're allowed to say these on these free podcasts. No, but you, and you, we don't want to show any sort of affiliation to Sony, so no, we won't say we it. We won't say that name, Sony. No. Um, but we, we, I did buy some Sony headphones, and they fold up, which is the selling point for me. They fold the sanding up, point. The sanding point and the selling point for me is that they fold up, and they're very basic. Put them on. Just put them on for a second, then, just so I can see. I'll do an audio description. It's of no benefit to anyone. I'll explain it. Just it's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm very descriptive. I've got them on. <laughs> you saw, you saw, you you hold your head in a very weird way when you're wearing them. Like Do you're I? very conscious of them. Yeah, they stick out thing. quite a lot. They're sort of like um, Gary Lineker. If Gary Lineker's ears were headphones, if Gary Lineker had black ears, he'd look like you right now. Picture that. Picture I'm yourself with it. with Gary Lineker's black ears. So, do you think I could pull off wearing these in public? That's the thing. Uh, you'd you'd have to be in quite a crowded area, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They're quite obvious. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So I, I'm, not, I'm not the sort of person who'd walk along the street no. wearing these headphones. No, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't, in fact. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. How much do they cost? 60 quid. It's a bit awkward. Anyway, uh, first up, we've got an interview with Jay Foreman. Uh, Jay Foreman has featured on our podcast twice, I think, before. Once at the Croft. Yep. Once at the Market Theatre. He wasn't on that long ago. He was on with um, Sean Hughes, wasn't he? Yes, this is true. Yes. Uh, and just to confuse you a little bit, this was actually recorded second, our two interviews, which you'll hear mm. from what we say in a minute. But don't let that affect your enjoyment. Just, just, just you know, just enjoy it regardless, Yeah, I'd say. So, Jay Foreman. How are we doing? Are we running? We're running. We're, we're running. running. Well, we're not running. We're we're just, we're we've just had a lovely chat just now. I'm worried yeah. that we might have exhausted all of our good quality yeah. Yeah. chat. That was the we end of conversation. Just go very sort of downbeat and serious yeah. Yeah. now, just to see. This is quite exciting. This is after the show now, and we're sat here with Jay Foreman. Jay Foreman. But both myself and Glenn have glasses of wine. It's like we're kicking back and going Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I've never we're seen done. you two look more relaxed, because every time I see you two, you're always running around getting the show together <laughs> yeah. with a smile in a Kermit the Frog kind of way. But, you know, yeah. like, got to be on top of things. Yeah. And it's great to see you two relaxing. I've practically got my feet in a foot spa. Right? Yeah. It's that, it's that sort of, but it, I turned it off, because it would just make a Too very irritating noise. Yeah. I was very tempted to ask Jay the exact same questions we asked him last time, because they're probably Have in my pad. And just you could see if your answers match up. Well, I remember uh, last so time is this like a really test to see if yeah. my answers are still the same? Yeah, you exactly. see, my mood, my, vo- my mood is very different now. Last time, okay. I remember when I did your podcast last time, it was yeah. about one in the morning by the time That's I actually very, managed to leave. It was freezing cold, wasn't it? It was freezing cold. It was cold. one in the morning. Yeah. And like, I was like, you know, sort of slapping myself to stay awake. Yeah. yeah. So I probably gave some maybe more lucid than usual answers. <laughs> whereas whereas, whereas now... We're um, drinking wine, so that's yeah, going to so be our... And I can't find the questions. <laughs> I have a feeling that last time, we didn't get time to write you down questions, so we, we wung it. Is that, is that the correct past term? Wanged it? Wanged it. Wung being the past tense of wing. That's yeah. just racist. You wing um, now, you wung before, but no, wing, wang, wung. wung you yeah. wang it, or is it you like, have wung it many times before. <laughs> or is it like hanged? Which is, you know, it's not hung. You don't say hung. No, the participle is hung, but the past tense is hang. So you hang now... Uh, hung. You hanged before, but I have hung many times. <laughs> swim, swam, swam, hing, hang, hung. I can't even remember what I was asking you now. No. It's gone. What was I going to say? I can't remember what you the, the original one. I'm just drinking wine. wine. Uh, I can't remember. 
remember. I'm, I'm quite jealous because I've, I've got to drive home in my yeah, motor car. Actually, yeah, I would like to point out this stage we did offer Jay a drink yeah. because he's a very sensible driver. We're not just yeah. teasing him with wine, are we? No. Oh, not um, just teasing not him. Just <laughs> we're teasing him many other <laughs> things. Yeah. So, what have you been up to since we last saw you? Because it must be... It wasn't that long ago. It was, uh, it was when we had Late Sean as well, June, wasn't it? Yeah, so Sean Hughes. Because I remember you sat in on most of the interviews. It was however long ago that was. Yeah. That's how long ah, it's been. Was it before yeah. Christmas? It's definitely before Christmas. Oh, uh, no, it was, yes, it was uh, October or November. Wherever it was, it was a yeah. cold time. And it since was. then, what have I done? I've been, uh, I've been writing lots more children's material because the next yeah. big thing I'm doing is I'm doing a children's show. Yeah, I clocked that the other day. Did someone clock you at the end? Did I hear someone say, are you seriously doing a children's show? They, they don't believe me <laughs> no, almost. No. I, did, I did, well, I've been, this is my ninth year at the Fringe, uh-huh. uh, but it's my first time doing a children's show. Now, I've, I've done lots of kids' shows in London. I've yeah. done, you know, Comedy Club for Kids and lots of other oh. great children's shows but never for more than 20 minutes this is the first time I've basically been in a loco parentis situation with a room full of children wow <laughs> so um the, the challenge is to try and write material that's I mean the tr- the problem is not doing material that doesn't have swearing and sex and drugs and stuff mm. yeah. the, the trouble is making it something that doesn't include any references to things because mm-hmm. children they're very clever and they've got a really sick sense of humor but what they don't have that grown-ups have is uh, knowledge of 80s and 90s TV pop culture references. Mm. Which is you and us, fuck. Yeah. 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 That's all yeah. we've got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge. I, it's going to yeah. be a challenge. I'm looking forward to it. Is it going to be a journey? It's going to be a journey, yeah. It's going to be a challenge. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that the only show you're doing up there this year? I don't yes, this year. sounds like a negative. Is that what is that bloody doing? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm busy doing things other than my Edinburgh show. I'm currently working on a third episode of Unfinished London, which okay. was the oh, documentary series that we did now three years ago. So, you know, I've, uh, I've actually... Sat, it's not sad. It's, not, it's, it's a positive, positive thing. thing. I've actually watched it about three times, I think. that, that About program. three. About three. Well, you know, it's one of those ones where I think there was a couple of times or one time where I'd watched it and I hadn't finished watching it all the way through, but I have it's seen very it. It's very long. It's very long. Yeah, it's very long But it's it really, I find that sort of stuff really interesting. Oh. Yeah. And I like the kind of added humour element to it as well, but with actual kind of quite honest, obviously there's a lot of fact in it, isn't there as well? It's all fact. Should I possibly explain if anyone doesn't yes. know? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, what it is, Unfinished London is a series I've been working on, a little series of YouTube documentaries, and they are documentaries about, now this sounds very boring, <laughs> d- documentaries about unfinished transport infrastructure in London. So Please we did don't switch off at this no, point. Yeah. <laughs> episode one was about the Northern Line, and episode two was about the motorways that they didn't build. Mm-hmm. And it sounds boring, and indeed it is boring, but therein lies the challenge in yeah. making it interesting. So me and my friend Paul, who writes and directs and makes it with me, mm-hmm. uh, we've, we set ourselves the challenge of making it like a comedy. Mm. And to make it like a YouTube video when people mm. could just click on another tab any second. So you've got to keep mm. them interested, fill it with weird jokes and surreal jokes. Mm. Yeah. Um, and pe- people seem to like it. So we've finally um, got our asses together. Is that a phrase to get one's get ass one. together? Then you get them together. You, you get, get your asses. You get your acts together. Acts together, get your arse in gear. gear. You yeah. can't get your asses together. Well, you can well, get your can... asses together, but it doesn't make you work better. I'm no. not really sure you can get your arse so in gear. Down. What does no. that even mean? I don't, I mean do, don't have Who gears, coined so arse in gear? Look, the, the point is, mm. the, the point is, <laughs> we, fi- we finally started working on episode three. That's what I've been spending uh, some of my time doing this year. It should be online, hopefully, by the end of May. So who knows, okay. by the time this podcast gets out, it you might be know. online. 
I see that as a race it, now. Yeah, one, yeah. one of us is going to have to finish first. <laughs> which which um, ha, has that been commissioned by someone to do, or is it just something that you sort of have an we're interest in? Our, no, we're doing it off our own backs. We've uh, we've had a lot of people ask to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's for the fans, really. Yeah. Well, I know the real reason we're doing it is because we want to prove what we can do, and then mm-hmm. you know send it to um, important people and mm-hmm. say this is the sort of thing that we could do if you mm-hmm. gave us money. Because mm-hmm. that isn't that why we do everything ultimately yes. but yeah. the main reason is because it's fun because mm. it's a it's a yeah. story you want to tell it's mm. a journey it's a challenge so yeah. what's what's this one about is aeroplanes this... oh aeroplanes this one's about aeroplanes oh. in what sense what uh, well do you know the history of all six of London's airports and do you know why it is that all other big cities around the world have one huge airport mm. and yet London has six inconveniently small ones yes mm. and why are they in such unusual places and why and why you then put London at the beginning of them when they're nowhere near London like London, ah. like London Luton or that London is one Gatwick that, there's a very or... specific reason and we address that and oh. I don't want to spoil it now if you no. want to find no. people who live uh, near Hitchin people who live in Beds Hearts and Bucks um, stay tuned and watch Unfinished London episode 3 because yeah. We discussed Luton and you know, how it got away with its sneaky rebranding trick. Oh, do you know what? I, I actually um, quote, I didn't quote because I couldn't remember the, the <coughs> detail, but I was talking about one of your episodes to my wife the other day because we were driving around the M25 and she said, how long, uh, what did she say? How long would it take? Where does this finish? And I said, well, it doesn't. It just was around in the circle. I said, but actually she it doesn't. unfamiliar with the concept of the M25? Yeah, well, the circular road. She was, and I'm probably yeah. making her sound a bit stupid now by, by telling you this. But no, she, she's, and I said, well, actually, it does go all the way around, but I don't think it does. I think there's some bits where they didn't quite finish what they were doing, and there are bits that well, sort of... There, there is an efficient answer. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> I can't remember the detail, but I was sort of thinking about your when episode. it when it goes over the Dartford crossing when it goes from junction 33 back to junction 1 <laughs> it temporarily turns into the A282 yes allowing traffic non <laughs> allowing non motorway traffic from Kent to pass into the north london <laughs> So there's your answer. There, we there, go. there, there is a boring, but the see, yeah. it's true. The, it's true. In, yeah, in the documentary, I, we didn't discuss that because that's genuinely boring. But there's, <laughs> there's other stuff. But wasn't there, there too. part of? Didn't, wasn't there something about that? Because I'm sure I remember. Oh yeah, there's a bit where like the motorway sort of fans out and splits in two, and then for no reason at all goes back together again, leaving yes. this right. big grassy knoll in the middle of the yeah. M25. And the reason that's there is because it was going to be another road that they didn't build, but there is okay. evidence for elsewhere. It's, again, it sounds boring, but it's, it's very it's, interesting. We, we've yeah. tried yeah. to make it interesting in yeah. the film. They sort of missed a trick. They could have made it a spiral, just going inwards. Really, that would, that have, would been, have been better. Until yeah. you get eventually to the centre of London. Yeah, which yeah. would be... That's kind of what Mad driving to the centre of London is like. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. Zing. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they use... Um, I might be wrong about this. In Withnall and I... Didn't they film on the M25 before it opened? No, they filmed on the... It's a, a stretch of road, wasn't it? They closed like... a tiny bit of the M1 just okay. for a little, like, very That's early in the morning. Yeah. Why do I know this? But there, there you go. Yeah, just a little bit of... Little I didn't thing. think I'd be, you know, I, uh, I didn't think I'd be coming this. on your podcast to talk about roads and stuff. No, but here we and are. Specifically you with Nolan and I. But you so do it so well, so, yeah. you know, we, we wanted to sort of test your knowledge on... I've got to be good at roads. something. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to be going up to Edinburgh doing a kids show? Is that a, a nice new challenge for you, would you say? To... Yeah, it's it's exciting because uh, I'm not used to being in a room full of children. There's two challenges. First of all, there's the, the writing is very different from usual yeah. for reasons discussed. But I think the bigger challenge is going to be uh, taking care of the children. Are you CRB and checked? Yes. I am CRB checked. Yes. I genuinely am. I've got a big purple certificate and everything. Excellent. Purple? Yeah. They, are pur- yeah, they are purple. I've got it's one. not I've got called enhanced. CRB anymore. It's, um, it's no, got it's disclosure. It's got letters in it now, other letters. What's yeah. an enhanced one mean? It, I, it means I'm it means you're extra, extra safe. safe. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I have no <laughs> idea. It, it is. It's an enhanced CRB check that I have. Yeah. It's exciting. I don't know. I don't know what that means.
No. Uh, whereabouts are you doing the show? It's in, in the Pleasance Courtyard in the uh, inflatable igloo of the kids' say, zone. Because that's where you were last year, wasn't that it? That is where I was last year. In fact, funnily enough, the, one of the reasons that I thought of doing a kids' show this year is because a lot of the reviews and a lot of the people that came to my show said, mm. do you know, if it weren't for the smattering of swearing here and there, it would have <laughs> been a really good kids' show. It's in the kids' zone, after all. just right. happens to be three hours too late. That's the downside of being in the kids' zone, I suppose, is that you end up people going, is this a kids' show? Because it's in a big... Mm. Well, I was kind room. of asking for it because my song are a bit childlike anyway and like, there's a bit in my show last year where the room changes colour during one of the songs and uh, it, so it did feel like a kid's show mm. and I thought okay fine you want a kid fuck you I'll do a kid's show then yeah. and so I'm, I'm going back uh, to the same place but it's earlier I'm, I'm 4.45 in the Pleasance Courtyard okay. um, and it's for children and massive children Excellent. by which I mean grown ups and this time you probably have a review saying if only there was a smattering of swearing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be, be great for adults yeah. never <laughs> bloody happy no. Well, the, the jokes are aimed not just at the children, because, uh, as you know, a children's show at the Fringe, mm. uh, you don't drop your kids off at the show. You go no. with them. You know, yes. it's basically, it's like Sesame Street. The jokes are for the grown-ups. Mm. And so I want to try and put some jokes in there that only the grown-ups will spot or understand. But, of course, I'm supposed to entertain the children. Mm. Otherwise, people won't recommend the show or, the, you know, the kids won't enjoy it. So yeah. Yeah. there'll be something for everyone. Mm. I'm marketing it as a show for um, kids and grown-ups, children and massive children. Excellent. Okay, excellent. Sounds good. And have you got anything else in the pipeline? What What next for you? What do you next? Think? After There's that, so many things already. I don't Denver. know. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I want more. Yeah. I want um, to be doing more. Uh, after the fringe, I turn thirty, so I better start really? thinking about I, getting a proper job. Well, our collective birthday yesterday. We share the same. Oh yeah. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. Uh, I was thirty. Oh wait, uh, wait. The fourteenth of May. Yes. yes. That's the you'll, you know. That's the same birthday as my brother. Oh, is it really? Yeah, my brother, you may know, is Beardy Man. Yeah. The, yeah. the musician extraordinaire. And he yeah. has the same birthday as both of you. Oh, and also Ben Van Der Is he the 14th, 14th as well? Yeah, he's 14th. And also um, uh, Bethan Gorman. Oh, okay. She is a TV producer in comedy and is married to TV's Dave Gorman. Oh, okay. All of these people have birthdays on the 14th. Uh, Eric Morgan. Right. And Eric Morgan. Yeah. That's a good one. And Frank Sartre died on it. Not so there well. we go. Not so, so good. Really and on a downer. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I was 33. Yesterday. I was 32, so not quite as bad. So, so you are the... No, hang on. Oh, I've suddenly realised I'm a terrible brother. I can't remember <laughs> whether my brother is 32 or 33. I'm He's exact, 32. I'm okay. exact so same you're, so you're exact same age. What wow. time of day were you born? Uh, I, I think it was in the evening. From what am I... Yeah. Do you know what? It was on TV. Do you remember? I was, <laughs> <laughs> you'd remember that because you'd been... Yeah, I was, too, I was, you know? yeah, I had my own... Uh, National insurance card, and yeah. I was working already. I was <laughs> down the mines. Yeah, yeah. this was yeah. a this was a different and better time. Yeah. Yes, but it's sort of weird as well because you think at what point would it have been acceptable for us to hang around together? Because I suppose we're only a year apart. Yeah. When we were much younger, you know, at what point would I not eat a CRB? Do you remember the first Two. time someone from the year below came to a party? You know, it's a yeah. really big deal. And yeah. then the older you get, um, the less it matters. Mm. Well, yeah. But when you're in, let's say you're in year six, and then you know you're supposed to hang out and socialise with someone from year five. Yeah. It's the thing as well, people who were born in the 90s are adults. Oh, God, I'm, yeah, I'm I know. Do you know, the other frightening... I mean, we've been for, this has been fashionable for years, talking yeah. about how we're living in the future. I, yeah. I indeed had a yeah. show on this subject, but mm. what's really scary is we're very soon going to have some salient adults... Is salient? No, sentient. Yeah. What does salient mean? Salient uh, means... Uh, it's, it's a, oh, hang on. What does it mean? Isn't it uh, salient? Isn't it a very clear argument? Isn't it? Uh... Yeah. Or maybe I do mean salient adults. I was going to say sure. sentient. Well, what I mean is very, very soon yeah. there will be people born in the year 2000 who will be old enough to, you know, 
have yeah. opinions. And you know, in 2018, yeah. which is really not that far away, the Millennium Babies will be voting. And isn't that thing as well? I think with the turn of the millennium and that first ten years, mm. because of the noughts and stuff, you sort of lose a decade. I think in your mind, because if you go from the tens to the twenties to the thirties, yeah. So that for two thousand to two thousand and ten, it sort of, like sort of disappeared really quickly. Yeah, a, a decade yeah. only has yeah. a strong identity. Mm. Um, well, for a decade to have a strong identity, two things need to happen. First of all, enough time needs to to have passed that we know what was in fashion and what is no longer in fashion. Mm. So, you know, the 90s is finding its own identity now and, you know, yeah. you get very strong 90s-themed nights. And, yeah. you know. yeah. The other thing it needs, the second thing, is it needs a catchy name. Mm. And the trouble with the teens and the noughties is no one yeah. can quite agree if that's the word for them. No, this, yeah. you know, we won't have a good, strong, <coughs> identifiable decade until the 20s. And yeah. I don't plan to live that long. No, but uh, really, you've got it. You've got it. <laughs> but don't you find that slightly... We're in a strange place now because... Uh, we are probably the first generations to have a very clear image in our mind of what the 60s and the 70s and the 50s mm. and the 40s or whatever were, but then we're going to live into the next ones, hopefully. Maybe not you. The next <laughs> 60s. So when we yeah. get to the 20s, we're, thanks to the media and thanks to photography and yeah. all those things, we can, we can have a very clear visual image of what the 20s were, and yeah. yet we're living in another 20s. I'm really jealous yeah. of future generations that get to look back on us now mm. with... Uh, you know, it's you know, it's in color, it's in three D. Like for example, yeah. Google Street View has just started yeah. a yeah. Uh, nostalgia button, but it can only go back a couple of years, right. so it's pretty useless now. But you know, yeah. if that is still there in a hundred years' time, that is going to be fascinating. Yeah. Well, I'm really jealous work? of people. So, so you click on it and it shows you stuff as it was two years. Google ago. Street View is currently loads and loads and loads of photos taken by little cars that drive around taking yeah. photos of the street. Um, it's one bloke. They've done it a couple of yeah. times. One bloke. <laughs> <laughs> He still goes, it's like painting the fourth bridge, he'll yeah. never finish. Yeah. But no, it's now been around for long enough that they've actually done it at least twice in some ah, areas, which means right. that Google has now introduced a nostalgia button. See how your street looked back in the, uh, <laughs> the ancient times of 2009. And have you ever seen the three-legged cat, where they two pictures have been sort of uh, sewn together in a way that there's a cat walking with three legs? There are no, so legs, many. Two fact. legs? Whoa. There are so many glitches in Google Earth, uh, Google Street View. My favourite one is outside the house where my sister used to live in Brighton. There's a, and I've got no idea what she's doing there, a very sinister-looking small toddler. And because of the way the camera like makes it look 3D, she looks even smaller than she is. <laughs> and because of the algorithm that blurs out faces automatically, mm. she looks like a ghost. She's right. standing Ooh. on her own, staring at the camera with her lack of face. It's one of the scariest things Maybe she is a ghost. Maybe it is a ghost. Have Maybe. a look at Lady Smith Road in Brighton and find the ghost. She's up the hill. There's Excellent. a little sinister girl on the north side of the road, Lady Smith Road, Brighton. Have a look for yourselves. And it, unless they've changed it, but that is the most sinister thing on Google Street View. Wait if she's still it. there. Nostalgia button. Just press the nostalgia yeah. button. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. You'll find her. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to look up this nostalgia button and see. If... I think you should. And on that, it's not actually a button on your computer, I presume. Nostalgia button. Well, no, I mean. you have to. It will be on the screen. Oh, I see. Yeah. What I want to know is uh, what's the protocol or the etiquette for what you do if you see the Google Street View camera drive past you? You know, this is your chance to yeah. shine. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do something clever. Yeah. And it has to be a gesture that can be captured. Yeah, um, and not censored. Yeah. Mm. So, what on earth do you do? You need you yeah. need to think of it now because when it drives yeah. past you at speed, you're so not going to have time to I, think. I, it's do like do a, they go quite fast? Or I imagine they one. go. I've seen, seen one in Hitchin before. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And can you verify by looking at Street View that were that was the day you were there? It was going through Sunshine. It was going very straight. Were you going past it? Were you, were you on it? Were you there? I was there. But you must I, have been. Why are you not on it? You must be on I it. I don't know. I've not looked. I'll have to have a look. look fact, no, I think I'll have a look. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. Sun Street, you say? Certain, Bucklesbury. No, Bucklesbury. If you search Bucklesbury, I'm Bucklesbury. Bucklesbury. Bucklesbury, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a sort of modern day Pompeii, isn't it? It's like a perfect sort of recreation <laughs> yeah. of what happened. And 
I think I'd do a Brucey as sort of like <laughs> yeah. a thinker pose. Oh, that's a good one. That's what I'd do. If we can get everybody to do the same thing so that people in the future will think, why was everyone doing this? Yeah. yeah. Must have been in in 2013, yeah. <laughs> 2014. Because yeah, for some reason they'll have a perfect record of Street View, but you know, no record whatsoever of the huge campaign all over Twitter and yeah, Facebook yeah. and BBC That's News. Saying, everyone do a Brucey. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, I think we should end there. Really. We should put, yeah. yeah I've got to go home. Lovely to talk to you. You've got yeah, to go home. We've got to home. finish the rest of that bottle of wine. At least it's not one o'clock in the morning. That's a good no, thing. No, normally time. we finish much, much later, yes. and it's much warmer than last time. Yeah. It is. Yeah, definitely. Thank well, you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye now. So that was Jay Foreman. Bloody was and all. It was. Bloody was and all. Check out his website. I th- you can buy one of his CDs. I don't yeah, think you can download the music from it, but maybe you can, you can on download, iTunes. I think on iTunes you can download his music. Um, always very entertaining having Jay Foreman. I, like, I yeah. do like talking to Jay Foreman. I could talk to him for quite a long time. Yeah, he's, and we did. We did, we did yeah. Talk, yeah. But uh, we've had him at just about every venue that we've ever played mostly comedy in Hitchin, yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And, and he's sort of been with us through the good and the bad, I think. So he's, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's very familiar with the gig, which is nice. Yeah. Um, before we introduce our next interview, a little bit of a sort of key momentous day yesterday, which I think we referred to in our interview with Jay. Yeah. It was our birthday yesterday, wasn't it? It was indeed, 14th of May. That's yeah. the place exactly where we are now, 15th of May. Yeah. Right 2014. In fact, technically, early in the morning, the 16th now. It's 1.15 ah, in the morning. Up. So it's not even yesterday. It's the day before yesterday. So it's old, old news it's old now. old news now. But yeah, it was our 14th of May joint birthday. Yep. Uh, David is exactly one year older than me. Yeah. Wiser uh, and closer to death yes, as well. Yes. Yeah, so just I, a little bit closer to I'm death. I'm winning then. Yeah, in you case, are. In, yeah. That, in those stakes. But uh, yeah, it was our birthday. Very... Uh, anticlimactic. <laughs> it was really, it yeah. Did you do anything for you? I... Uh, no, I took some cakes into the work. I was going to say some sort of drug then. Took some cocaine. Took <laughs> some cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Got briefly mindless. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, not not really. Did you do anything? No, not no. really at all. Uh, I, no, I, I sent some emails about mostly comedy. And no, nothing at all. I watched Diagnosis Murder. Excellent. That I'd recorded because it's on 5, US, 5 USA at the moment. It? it starts at 5, um, which is good as well. Same channel. And I, yeah, I record it every day. I record it every day. Second season at the moment. Really? Yeah. How many Not seasons did they make? About nine or ten. Possibly more Blimey, than that. Really? Yeah. It ran for about 12, 13 years. Can I just say, it always looks like, when I've seen it before, it always looks like it was made in the late, in sort of mid-90s. That's about right. Early oh, ones of late 80s. I'm oh, on the really? second season, which is, have you ever, they, they, basically there's a guy with dark hair in it that's a nurse who gets replaced by a guy with sort of blonde hair that's too big for his head. He looks a bit like, I always think of like Feifel in, do you remember American Tale? Yeah. He looks a bit like the character in that. It's a sort of blonde hair. That's what that's season three through to about season eleven or twelve. I or remember. Something. Was it Chachi from? Um, no. Uh, uh, yeah, the guy. He, he's the administrator of the hospital. He's yeah. in the first two seasons. Oh, okay. At the end of the second season, yeah. there's an accident. There's a bomb goes off. There's some sort of like um, oh, terrorist thing, and he gets injured in the in the bomb, mm. and he's quite seriously injured, and then he doesn't come back for the next series. Oh. They just they wrote him out. Yeah, and then briefly after they did a thing called Murder One Hundred and One. Which is uh, a series a few a few years on. It's got Barry Van Dyke in it, or as as me and my girlfriend call him, Barry Van Bike, because it just sort of works. Dick Van Dyke, Barry Van Bike. Right, yeah. Uh, who's his son? Who's still supposed to be this sort of single guy? He's like a young guy. He's about fifty at this stage, <laughs> you know. And he looks fifty. Yeah. And they're still solving crimes together, but this time they're not father and son. Whereas in Diagnosis Murder, they are father. So and it's son. not the same. Like, not the same. Characters. It's basically the same thing, but Dick Van Dyke hasn't got a tash. Barry Van Bike is about sixty or something, what? and it doesn't really work as well. 
but I, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's, it's an stuck easy thing it. to watch. Yeah, I've stuck with it. I've watched most of them. I bought my girlfriend uh, DVD box sets. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realise it was that big that you could actually buy box sets of it. And it's, it, it ran for years in America. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. And, and now it's on 5 USA. You do, you do the math. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do of an evening. So that's what I did on my 33rd birthday. I watched a pre-recorded episode of Diagnosis Murder that I already own on DVD. That's good. I watched Nashville, which is my uh, current okay. program that I'm watching. So, you know. Yeah. Which is sort of appropriate because I replaced in Dreamboats and Petticoats the guy who's, who's now in Nashville. He's yeah. been in Nashville. He's <laughs> in episodes. Whereas I very briefly did a, a, a commercial for Volkswagen in, in Spain and that's about as high as my career has ever been. Wasn't the AA one slightly higher than that? Or? I suppose so. I saw, I went for comedy effect, really. Yeah, but yeah. No, he's much more successful than I am. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. Anyway, we've talked for quite a while a lot about diagnosis murder, a lot more than I should. There's one on tomorrow. I recorded one tonight, in fact. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'll watch that tomorrow. It's on all the time. Yeah, it's on every day. It's on every day of the week. And it'd be good because tomorrow I'll have two episodes. I'll have a bloody lovely time. Um, but yeah, now we've got time for it. Now we've got time for. We've just got time. Yeah. In this in this podcast, <laughs> this limited amount of yeah. time we have uh, before I have to watch my next episode of Diagnosis yeah. Murder. This is our interview with uh, Hattie Hayridge, who um, it was nice to have her uh, this evening. First time we ever had her at Mostly Comedy. Yeah. Um, and it was nice to just sort of complete our Holly set. Yeah, we've definitely. Norman Love it a few times. Um, yeah, and we had a lovely chat with her, and you can listen to it now. We're sat in the Market Theatre with Hattie Hayridge right now. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for coming. Oh, you're welcome. I take it, so you're already familiar with Hitchin? Yeah, yeah, I, I've been here for the charity shops. Oh, really? <laughs> with about my all, aunt. It's about all there is. Really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my aunt, it was one of my aunt's little favourite places to come, so I'd bring her. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my excuse anyway. Force her around charity shops, pretending it was her that wanted to go around the charity shop. <laughs> There's actually a lot less charity shops here now than there used to be. Oh, I remember yeah. once, I used to buy suits in charity shops, I used oh. to be in a band, and the best one, I bought a whole suit, three-piece suit, yeah. uh, for 50p. Oh, 50p. God, 50p? Yeah, oh, those were the days. Yeah, yeah, this was back in that 1980. No, oh, yeah. no, uh, late 90s. Well, you're older than you look. I'm 33. So, oh, right, yeah. okay. Yeah, oh, it wasn't what... the 80s then. No, it was probably, probably <laughs> 90s. You're getting a bit Just confused. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Since the uh, millennium, it's yeah. all been a blur to yeah. me, to be honest. And it's confusing as well, isn't it? Because 50p, you... I won't do that's that now. Crazy. I know, yeah, it's no. ridiculous. Because the they all have managers now that drive around in BMWs and everything. Yeah. Charity shops. That's it. Any road. Um, oh, we can carry on on charity shop. We could do. My yeah. nan works for a charity shop. Well, she used to. Oh, really? Both for garden house hospice, yeah. yeah. Not anymore. Oh, hospice Not ones anymore. are good. Yeah. No, she's very good. She used to get cold, though, standing there in the winter, apparently. Oh, really? Didn't yeah. I have windows? Or? It obviously had no doors. heating. I don't know, but okay. she used to get cold, bless her. But, uh, is that why she gave it up? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. They could have put the heating on. I know. On. As you yeah. say, managers being paid lots of money. And, yeah. And uh, old ladies freezing cold. So. Yeah. She could have put a coat on. Yeah, they true. probably had some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they had a few. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Put layers and layers. They probably would have charged her for it. Modelled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to be quite guilty because quite often when I bought stuff in charity shops, I'd ask for a receipt, and then you. Oh, what that, for tax? Well, yeah. Sort, yeah, for tax well, purposes. It, it, I know it's awful. I suppose it's it? when it's you. Awful. I know, I no, get, if it's wearing on stage yeah. or something. Yeah, that used to be the reason, didn't it? I always get sort of stuff for costume yeah. from charity shops, and I suppose mm-hmm. they're still gaining because they're still getting the money. Oh yeah, receipt doesn't matter. 
No. No, it doesn't harm them, does it? No. no. So it's not. I don't feel so guilty. No. Now. It made me feel better no. about it, which is good. No, that's good. I always feel that when those chuggers come at me, you know, I always oh, think, yeah. look, if you can't be asked to open up a charity shop, that's yeah. not my fault. You know I mean, <laughs> yeah. the amount yeah. I spend a week in a charity shop yeah. is much so, more than a direct debit it would yeah. have been. Yeah. Well, yeah. more than £3 a week. The other yeah. week I had a really awkward moment with one of them because I sort of buy, because you're an actor, you don't have a lot of money. I think, well, I can't really, I can't afford to sort of donate. And one of them stopped me and said, look, I really can't stop. I'm in a hurry. And then I walked to the traffic lights and pressed the button and waited for it to change like, across. So there's me saying I was in a I'm hurry. I'm in a hurry, but I'll wait. And then I'm like, standing there for 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, this you're is in a hurry, thought. but you didn't want to risk your life. No, well, this is You're true, not yeah. mad. Yeah. You're just in a hurry. But I did feel very guilty. His did you eyes, kind of stand no. was he looking at you? Yeah, his like? eyes are boring into me. Oh. <laughs> so, very bad. And they, they, sort of, they work in packs. They're like velociraptors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the side of the you get them all the way down. Unless you don't get them so much in Hitchin. I've had a few in Hitchin. Right. But sort of staggered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nasty. Very localised talking we're doing. Here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Although if they don't, uh, sometimes if they don't ask you, you think, what, do I look like I yeah. can't afford £3 a week? <laughs> I've got past yeah. them and none yeah. of them asked me. I think, blimey, what's yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Either you're intimidating or you just look like you're very I was going to ask you, you started in the civil service? Um, right. Yeah, that was my first job from school. Okay. Yeah. How that did you was get one... into that? Was it just oh, a job? Yeah, I think I wrote the application lying in bed. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had five O levels at the time, okay. and they wanted five O levels, so right. it was a match uh, made in heaven, really. Yeah. Didn't Phil Jupiter's? Didn't he work in the civil service? I don't know. He uh, wasn't. Yes, from what I remember from when we were talking to him, yes, yeah. that does ring a bell. I yeah. So. Mm. yeah. yeah. Um, I had lots of jobs after that, though. Okay. That was just the first one from school. Yeah, he worked in the uh, job centre. Yes. yes. Oh, did he? Yeah. Mine was, was HMSO, sending out oh. the highway code. Oh, okay. Sending out the highway code? Yeah, it was Her Majesty's Stationery Office. Oh. Because I, I thought, I thought, oh, I'd been, you know, in publishing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, I'd done there, or the centre, because you could write down which ones you wanted to be in. I put HMSO or, and Central Office of Information that made films. Oh, okay. So I was already, you know. Yeah, yeah. It sounded quite, yeah. Yeah. I obviously had the you know wrong kind of uh, mm, view of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long were you there? For? Oh, just a year. Oh, okay. So it really was a very short time. Yeah, yeah. So basically, we should. But it was fun the... actually. Was it? Yeah, it was really fun. You yeah. know, when they have those signs, you don't have to be mad to work here. But that was the real place where you really did. Right. The people there were just mad. Really? Okay. It was really what, fun all the time. The type of... Oh, good, good mad. Sort yeah, of good mad. Oh, okay. They were real laugh. <laughs> oh right. Yeah, the bloke went around singing Marlena Dietrich songs all really? day. There was one bloke oh. that wore camouflage all day before it was trendy, and oh. he had a knife <laughs> down his boot. Just, just when that was allowed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you when you could just that. carry knives um, around like that. Yeah, I don't know. They were just Crazy. all and hippies. And right. They, wow. You know, they were... They were a real fun lot, actually. I only any... left because I thought, oh, I might be here forever. Oh, really? That would oh, be terrible. Yeah. Else. Do you ever see any of them now, or did you long lost no, contact no. with them? No, no, yeah, I have lost contact with them, yeah. yeah. So how did you, what made you start doing comedy? What was the uh, route to it? Well, it was spontaneous, because I, I had that job, then I did a secretarial course, so I did secretarial jobs. Right. Um, and then I actually liked the job I was in that time as well. Right. And I thought, I'd better leave then. Really? <laughs> Every time I liked somewhere, I thought, I'd better leave, otherwise I'll be here forever. Was right. there a kind of ultimate goal then or were you just thinking no. I don't really want to do this anymore because I'll yeah. get stuck here I'll do something else yeah there wasn't a plan of I know what I'm going to do next no no I never knew what I wanted to do oh, next wow. I kept going back to the school actually oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to uh, see the careers people oh really they said look you left about three years ago you're not allowed <laughs> to come back anymore right okay. okay fair enough 
yeah, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so um, yeah, so I did a secretarial thing, and and then I met people who'd gone to university because I didn't really know any before, right, okay. and I thought, bloody hell, you're not that much of a genius. Because <laughs> I kept thinking you had to be a genius to go right. to university. Mm, yeah. So then I applied to university, and the um, one interview I didn't turn up for, I got in. <laughs> oh really? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. That was yeah, that was yeah. for me. That was the way to <laughs> yeah, do right. it. Because yeah. it's just like it's just I kept making little smart ass remarks and right. giggling, yeah. and they thought, yeah, I don't think she's a very serious person. <laughs> but whether, but the last one. And I said, oh, sorry, I can't come there. <laughs> and they gave me a place. Oh, really? That's bizarre. Excellent. Yeah, that's bizarre, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you studying? I did, I, in the end, I did international relations. That sounds quite exciting. Yeah, I really liked it. Because I, I fancied yeah. travelling the world. I wanted to work in embassies or something okay. and travel the world working in embassies. Combine my secretarial skills <laughs> with uh, travelling and the And so did you relations. actually get to... No, I, I left there and ended up being a temp. Ah. And I had worse jobs than when I before I'd gone to university. <laughs> right. So then I was really a bit pissed yeah. off. And that's, you're thinking, when's she going to get to comedy? That's, where, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's when I went to a comedy club in Highgate in London, North London. Mm-hmm. And because um, I didn't know the, really that the comedy circuit existed, really. I just, and um, they said, if anyone wants to get up and do something, they can. So... Um, yeah, I know, <laughs> after the interval. And I'd been moaning to my friend about this terrible day I'd had. Right. And it was when mobile phones were new and I didn't know they existed. Okay. So there was this, this little bit of confusion with my boss <laughs> phoning me from his car. I, you know. Was this in the days when mobile phones were very much car-oriented? Yeah, things? yeah. I was, think, I was listening to this today on the radio, so I was just thinking... No, no. Uh, they had um, the talking about car phone warehouse and it's called the car yes. phone. Hasn't it been taken over or something? Yes. So they were talking about this on the radio about it's still called the car phone warehouse. But car, only because yeah. of when the f- phones first came out, it was to do with the fact yeah. they were adjusting cars. But they still call themselves that. Doesn't well, I think they were the so thing. heavy no. that you had to lug them around <laughs> yeah. in the car. You had to drive it's a motor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, it's the only way you can have a mobile Put phone. Put wheels on them, yeah. 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 So I've been saying to my friend, I'd been moaning to my friend about this terrible day of temping I'd had mm. with this newfangled car phone that this bloke had rung me up on. Right. And I didn't understand what he was talking about because he went... Oh, now I've missed my turning. I've just got to stop at a pedestrian crossing. I just thought he was mental. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'd been moaning at her. And then uh, when they said, does anyone want to, at the, after the interval, get up and want to do something? Mm. She said, oh, why don't you do that? So um, I got up and moaned about that, amongst other things. <laughs> right. And uh, then these two blokes came up afterwards and said, oh, will you do that at our club? Oh, and I said, oh, I don't know what I did. Right. <laughs> so it was in a fortnight's time. So that was a really nerve wracking fortnight trying to What's write that? something then right, yeah. instead of spontaneously just doing it. I was going to say that because it must be hard because you, you, if you, especially if you've just said it, mm. that, like, you yeah. Know, yeah, you wouldn't even consider I'm going to do this again at some point. So I yeah, and I just thought, you know, I yeah. just thought like, like I did a parachute jump once. I just thought I'll just do that once, yeah. and, you know. Try it out. Yeah. Was it intimidating that first time? How did it go? No, the first time was fun. After right. that was intimidating. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> when you got that build up to actually prepare something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's much worse. I think that must be um, with Phil K. Why he probably does? He probably has a very kind of chilled out. The way he does his stuff is very sort of. Yeah, just he's telling stories. Telling stories as it sort of has happened. But I guess that's come from years of doing that. Yeah, true. Yeah. But you can see it with Phil K. Sometimes when he, and he said it himself, when he's not relaxed, mm. then yeah. it doesn't. 
just you yeah. know you can feel that he's not relaxed it doesn't work it's such yeah. a sort of baptism of fire he puts God, himself yeah. through yeah it is isn't it I think it's two parts of your brain remembering and improvising are two yeah. completely different parts of your brain I think yeah uh, is your act quite pre-prepared would you say or is it a mixture it of it is yeah, yeah it is yeah I prefer it if I do think up things and go off on one yeah <laughs> Well, we quite often find with our stuff, don't we? It's the, the new lines that... Because we film just about every gig we do. Yeah. So quite mm. often the new line that occurs to you at that moment is yeah. just sort of fresher and more... Yeah. I was different. just thinking it's the sort of thing of when you do prepare it too much, it gets to that point where um, it, it can it can sort of almost feel a bit stale if you've, do it, mm. if you've prepared yeah. it too much or it can actually make you more nervous because you're thinking, like, what was the word that I said? Whereas yeah. if it's a little bit freer, if you've got a sort of basic, right, this is what we're trying to get across yes yeah. work off of that then it sort of yeah. feels a little bit easier yeah because the more placed it is and the more prepared it is the more i think i feel more nervous in a yeah sense, you know? and i've always found when we write stuff because we're a double act mm. um i never we sometimes talk about well, typing up a script and the minute we do that that's too official for me yeah. i like to have these little sort of scribbly things yeah because i feel it's a little bit freer then and it's mm. not precise and yeah so mm. that's the way mm. we work anyway yeah but so what happened after that then did you start gigging more around or uh yeah i did gigging around and then I went up to Edinburgh, not right. to do a whole show. Mm-hmm. I just went up there. Right. Uh, and um, uh, then, then, this, then, then at that time, you could actually do open spots in people's shows. You know, if they oh, were yeah. doing like a cabaret show or something, yeah. you could just do uh, open spots. Okay. So I did that. And I got seen by almost everyone going up oh, to right. Edinburgh because, right. you know, I kept doing open spots at this place where everyone gathered at night um, right, okay. so I got seen by a lot of the people that were um, booking at that mm-hmm. point so it all went really quickly okay mm-hmm. um, was, was it easier do you think to get gigs then than it is now I mean um, it might been I mean it, yeah. in numbers it was probably well there was less clubs right yeah but there were also less people so maybe mm. percentage yeah wise I'm not sure but there's so many people now yeah yeah what audience you mean, or actual clubs. acts, clubs and or clubs and acts. and acts, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think the number of clubs is actually diminishing again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've always been quite lucky here, actually, haven't we? Because uh, well, getting, num- getting numbers, yeah. audience-wise mm. and stuff, much better than when we do. I think it's in London. yeah. I was going to say mm. that is it in. I think in London, there's just so much comedy going on. It feels very difficult to get, particularly if you're just above a pub somewhere. You know. Yeah. It just feels harder to get an audience. I think we're quite lucky being in this sort of out of London town where there's mm. not a lot of comedy on a regular basis. So you get that sort of audience one off, especially when it's once a month. I think that helps yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so how did, I'm sure it's a question you've been asked a thousand times, but uh, how did Red Dwarf come about? Because obviously that's one of the things you're very much... Was that very soon with. after? Yeah, yeah. I'd only been doing stand-up from that first gig for about a year. Oh, wow. That's... Um, and um, actually, I got put on Friday Night Live when I was still doing open spots. Oh, okay, really? <laughs> yeah, I was the, the night after, because it was on a Friday. <laughs> I remember because it was called Friday Night Live. <laughs> and I had an open spot on the Saturday, and I said, I can't do that open spot. I'm going to feel so embarrassed mm-hmm. having done the, the Friday oh, right. Night Live. Yeah, so yeah. then they made it a, a short spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I wasn't, yeah. wasn't introduced as an open spot straight after I'd done live telly. Right, yeah. 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 So, so, did you, so did they pick you up then? From Red Dwarf, yeah, from they doing saw stand-up. me on. Um, yeah, they saw me on. Actually, saw me on Friday Night Live. Oh. Because they were looking to cast the one episode where they had uh, a female equivalent of all the crew. Oh right. And then I'd got this review in Time Out that said I was like a female Norman Lovett. Ah, that's. But, uh... but I'd never actually seen him at that point. Mm-hmm. So I, actually, I went to see him because I was described as a female Norman Lovett. Oh really? Like, 
Did you agree? So, did you feel that? Your don't know, because in yeah. my head I talk really quick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he's kind of the complete opposite of that, isn't he? I suppose. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I mean, maybe I do when I listen to it back because I record it all. Mm-hmm. Usually, I think, oh God, that's so slow. Right. But in my head, it feels really quick. <laughs> so did you when you went in and did it? Did you had you watched him playing Holly? No, I, I they just gave me the part. Oh, really? On the yeah for right. that episode for oh, that one episode. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because so only series one had gone out because that yeah. was the last episode of series two, so mm. they were still filming series two. Right. Okay. So I hadn't seen it at all. No. Ah. And Norman lent me the videos <laughs> <laughs> that he'd recorded himself off the telly. Oh, really? Because right. it wasn't out on video at yeah. that point. No, of course. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So then I watched them and thought, oh, this is brilliant. Mm. Was it, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, doing the stand-up and doing things like Red Dwarf, was it even a surprise to yourself if you'd never really intended maybe to perform or yeah. do comedy? Yeah, so I mean, it was a yeah. perfect part for me. I, I'd done yeah. drama evening classes, oh, okay. but it was a perfect part for me in the fact that, you know, I didn't have to move anywhere yeah, yeah. and mm. had to face the camera. Right. And I remember we were talking to Norman about this, but did you sit like he was doing sort of away from everyone else in a sort of separate bit of the studio? Um, I'm sure he said he was sort of yeah. not in front of sort the of alone audience. With the oh, no, I was camera. in front of the audience. Oh, were you? Yeah. But away from sort of where everything else was going on. Well, they'd had like they have like three sets mm. and I'd just be in a little gap in between. Oh, so right. I was facing the audience. Oh, so you yeah. could see the audience. Yeah, that? yeah. Oh, right. And you could, could you see what they were doing on a monitor or something? Yeah, yeah. I could see what they were doing on a monitor, yeah. Oh, fair. And because, you know, he'd been there six days rehearsing as well. Anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Was it in Manchester you used to film it, or was it? In... Yeah, filmed it in Manchester. Right. Rehearsed in Acton. Oh, okay. West yeah, London. A lot of mm. things used to rehearse in Acton, didn't they? Yeah, it was yeah. a classic thing. Yeah. yeah. That's that where you rehearsed? Is that the same sort uh, of area? Yeah, but it's not there anymore. But yeah, I used to oh, rehearse right. for. Yeah. I used to have a Buddy Holly show, and I played oh, Buddy right. Holly, and I used oh. to rehearse around there. Mm. Yeah. So, um, it is being associated with Red Dwarf. Is it still a good thing? Is it? Can oh yeah, it, yeah, I really you, like it. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. I think it's lucky to have been in something that was, you know, classic like that and really good. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. And I know Norman said yeah. a similar sort of thing. I think, yeah. You know, mm. Why would you not be pleased to be associated yeah. with something that's yeah. so really well loved? I so. felt bad when we first met Norman because I think I came in to Red Dwarf watching it when you were in it. So I right. don't think I'd seen Norman do it. That I knew that he'd done it, and I think I'd probably seen the odd episode, but I think so I'd showing really, our age. I'd start, yeah, show, yeah, exactly. Kind of got into it when I think by must have been, was it series series, series three, three yeah. Um, yeah, when I sort of started getting really getting into it. So I was sort of had to go back and watch earlier episodes before Norman came because I felt a bit guilty thinking I haven't yeah. actually seen him do it. He was in one and two. I'm mm. sure he told you he was the one that moved it up from a voiceover. It was meant yeah. to be a voiceover. Yeah, he was saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was right. I mean, so yeah, because that'd be so sort of distanced yeah. and not really work. You'd yeah. feel really sort of strange. As it turns yeah. out, we've both done exactly the same number of episodes, nineteen. Oh, really? Yeah. That's quite nice. So that is good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's nice. So no, no one's winning then. You're equal, no, equal exactly. Score. Equal, no. Yeah. And they didn't because they didn't have the the more recent stuff. They haven't had it. No. Have they, no. Stra- I don't understand why. Though. I don't quite understand the, the logic behind that. Uh, I think Crichton took over a lot of Holly's kind of things, explaining oh, stuff. Yeah. And I mean, when they said that they didn't weren't going to have Holly anymore, when they said to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, they said that they felt it slowed it down. Oh, okay. Them having to all stand around the screen and talk to Holly. Right. Yeah. Whereas they wanted them all like action 
running around. Oh, okay. It all got quite sort of. It um, got very actiony, yeah. 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 Special effects and explosions. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they wanted to have all that kind of thing. Yeah. In, in, probably in in the dream world of having a film, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because it sort of went more down the sci-fi route, I yeah. think, as it went on, rather than. Yeah, which I, yeah, I kind of like that nice balance of the comedy and the sci-fi. I think the yeah, yeah the sort of much the more recent stuff. I think it has been a yeah, sort of series like, if ten you like, kind of went back to it. Yeah, a lot, yeah, I think. yeah. I think it's much nicer when it's a sitcom that just happens to be based in space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for a while it was called Steptoe in Space. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I, I mean, very... well, not officially. I no, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, was thinking, I don't remember that title. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It was Wilfred Brown. They got Series <laughs> 11 coming out. Oh, are they doing that? Yeah, I think it's filming in about October. Oh, right. How, long, how many years has it been going the main now? Boys. When, did it, when did it start? Was it 87? 87, I think, because I joined in 88. It must be pretty much the longest running sitcom then, because obviously Only Fools and Horses ran for years, but... Yeah. I suppose it is. Isn't it? Yeah. There's, still, there's still so many conventions and yeah. various things, isn't there? I, keep, I see pictures on Twitter and all sorts all the time. Do you do many of, many of those? Um... I, well, this year I've done a few already. Hmm. I usually did about two or three a year, but yeah. um, this year uh, we some of us have been to Australia. Oh, wow. really? Yeah, that's good. So, oh, it's, uh, so it's really travel then, as a yeah, series? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm doing one in Prague. Oh, really? Yeah, we travel about yeah. all over. It's amazing, isn't it, for something to have that sort of yeah, life it's great. after the programme? Oh, Japan I've done. Wow. Really? Of course. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, nice. Huh. And I presume you must have had no idea when you were doing it that it would be something that would last for so long and still have people no, talking about it now. No, okay. no. I mean, we were, the most we thought, we thought it might get a BAFTA. You know, if it was right. a particularly <laughs> a good bit, you know, yeah, yeah. if they took the filming really, really seriously, yeah. Yeah. it all start, all the boys would start shouting, BAFTA, yeah. BAFTA. Right, yeah. And, and it must have won a few. Yeah, I don't think it did. I oh, did it not. Oh, okay. I think special effects might have won. Right. It was quite a BAFTA a, at the time. I think for a mm. program, it, the, the time it was made, it was very ahead of its time with the special effects. The models were really and, good. Yeah. All the ships yeah. and stuff. They, really, it's aged very well, I think. Actually, if it won yeah. anything, it won it for the special effects yeah. and model model making. Yeah. Did you see much of that being done? Oh yeah, because they were there. Sometimes there was a bloke inside it, you know. Oh really? Be, yeah. oh really? It was nothing computer generated. No, that's the thing, isn't it? About it was it all is. a bloke kneeling on the floor <laughs> with some, you know, right. horrible rubber mat over him or something. Excellent. And with his I, arm up with a sort of tentacle. And <laughs> a lot of those things, as soon as they stopped filming, the thing just collapsed. Oh, really? They oh, go, really? can we take that again? They go, no, it's just <laughs> collapsed. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm now thinking of that episode. That is that the one where there was Crichton and the, bl- the yeah the blob. blob. That's the one oh, I was okay. thinking of. Yeah, yeah. With that, the tentacle thing coming out. Yeah, of it, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of when yeah. I said it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I wonder what happened to all the models of the ships and stuff. Whether the I mean obviously they still make it now, but what happened to them? Because I imagine they must yeah. be worth a little bit. Yeah. 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 That's it. Um, they probably got crunched down. All their yeah. going rounds on eBay. Yeah. Perhaps we should have a look. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. There's so many questions. I love it. I've so many questions. I like things like I'd love to know how many faces Robert Llewellyn's worn. Oh yeah, over the years. yeah. They're different ones. Different, different ones makeup. Yeah. Uh, people have created different ones. Yeah. I mean, the, the breakthrough for him was when he used to have to sit there and then have all the mm. rubber put on him. Right. Then they'd put the makeup on top of that. Oh god. Oh really? And which was like five hours before the rest of us even got there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like four in the morning. <laughs> And then um, 
then someone the, the next year the makeup person suggested why don't we you know put all the makeup on the thing mm. and then put it on your face oh, really? and that saved him like three hours <laughs> <laughs> how many series was that in <laughs> yeah, that right. that like two series week. in probably yeah, yeah. yeah. that's crazy two series. me and him joined the same time so. oh really because oh, there was yeah. one there was yeah. a Crichton before wasn't yes. there, there was yeah. just one episode or... yes yeah mm. Yeah. yeah. We probably better draw to a close because yes. we're running close to. Oh, the end this is of time. 15 minutes fast. I always have to oh, watch 15 very, minutes fast. Actually, I'm in my own time space continuum. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for talking to us. Yeah, oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So that was Hattie Hayridge. Yes, indeed. Bloody was. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to point out I was a little bit starstruck by, yeah. by her. See it in your eyes. Yeah. There was stars in my eyes. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like you've been struck by them. Yeah. It was a little bit like that. But, uh, you know, I think, I think I, you know, I played it cool enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were yeah. okay. I think only I would know because I know, you know, I know, I know your eyes. Yeah. I do look, I do gaze into them quite a lot. I do. No, it was lovely to have her yeah. here. Um, uh, first time she's obviously been here, um, and she was really lovely as well. She's very easy to talk to. We had a long chat afterwards about stuff, didn't we? Yeah. So, so it's yeah. nice, nice to have her here. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. As we say every time at about this point, there are plenty of other. There are eleven episodes in front of this. Please one. do listen to those because they are worth a listen. Definitely, a listen, one listen, just one listen. Yeah. Just stop it halfway through when you've heard what you want to hear. Yeah. But as we say every time, people like Richard Herring, Norman Lovett, of course, the other Holly, uh, Sean Hughes, Sean Hughes, um, Phil Kay, yeah. Phil Jupitus, uh-huh. and lots of other people probably with the name Phil. Yeah. Uh, it's worth having listening. It's free. It's free. So yeah. what you know, you might as well. You Nothing know. to lose. No, uh, next month at Mostly Comedy, if you happen to be listening to this at the right time of the year, uh, we have James Acaster and Nish Kumar uh, previewing their new Edinburgh shows. That's at, uh, on June the 19th. Uh, we also run our London Mostly Comedy again. Uh, we've got Richard Herring mm-hmm. coming to that. James coming to that as well. We've got Stuart Lee coming in a couple of months. So come down and see the bloody come thing. Come down to Hitchin's Mostly Comedy or London's Mostly Comedy. Either one. Yeah, or both. or both. Come to both. Yeah. Just do that. Why not? Most of them are sort of around the same sort of week as well, yeah. so, you know. So check out us. We're on uh, on. I was going to say we're on the internet, like, <laughs> like it's like it's a brand new thing. Uh, MostlyComedy.co.uk. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Doggett Fgrave. Follow our, our separate Twitter accounts at David underscore Fgrave and at Glyn Doggett. At Glyn Doggett, no underscore. No underscore. For some somehow for some reason. I just thought it made you know I wanted to make a feature of my two names. Did you? In fact, we've already talked about this somewhere on a previous podcast, yeah. and I told you that it, just listen to the other ones and you'll find out why yeah. I, I went for that underscore. Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, Hopefully have your ears listening to us again very, very soon. Look forward to that. Look forward to those ears. Bye now.